Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 13, Text 10, Translation and Commentary by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Bhavad Vidha Bhagavatas Tirta Bhuta Swayam Vibho Tirti Kurvanti Tirthani Svanta Stenagada Bhrita My Lord with a capital L, should be a lowercase l. He's not speaking to Krishna, speaking to Vidura. My Lord, devotees like your good self are verily holy places personified. Because you carry the personality of Godhead within your heart, you turn all places into places of pilgrimage. So please read the translation in purport, and I won't read the purport in English. It will just be, only be read in Tamil. So, a translation of this Kirtan by Srila Narottamdash Thakur. Uh, the lotus feet of the great devotees, as you said, the feet of the great devotees are the great uh, wealth of the earth. Uh, here, brother, with attentively who worships the Lord taking shelter of the feet of such great devotees Krishna does not reject everyone else dies uselessly meaninglessly Uh, the water that has washed the feet of Vaishnavas has great power to give prema bhakti pure love of God nothing else is as powerful the, the dust of the feet of Vaishnavas, uh, wait, 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 wait. Um, the, yeah, the dust of the feet of the Vaishnavas is a uh, decoration for the head. There's no other decoration. Mm. Now, in the Puranas, the, the Puranas have stated the uh, purifying potency of the water at holy places, Tirtajan. That is just to cheat people away from bhakti. The lotus feet, uh, the water of the, is washed the lotus feet of the Vaishnavas. Uh, All of those waters of the holy places are not equal to the the water at the lotus feet of the Vaishnava which can fulfill all one's desire. In the Vaishnav context, when it's stated, fulfill all desires, that means that desires for pure devotional service. Just like we sing in another song of Narotandas about this spiritual master. Jai Prashade Purish Sharava Arsha. That by his mercy all desires are fulfilled. That doesn't mean desires for material enjoyment or liberation. You might get that. It's not what's meant. It's meant for uh, desires for pure devotional service. So, continuing the translation of this song, uh, the mind is uh, always blissful in the association of Vaishnavas, which is equivalent to the association of Krishna. Crying, Narottam Das uh, uh, says that he has 
not got patience in his heart. And uh, my whole situation has become shattered, which is a poetic way of saying that he's lamenting that he did not get the association of pure devotees. So this is, uh, within this song there is the, uh, apparently quite a controversial statement that the Puranas' descriptions of the purifying power of the water of the holy places, they're just, they're just for cheating people away from bhakti. Of course, the Bhagavatam starts off by stating indirectly that all the rest of the Shastra is just cheating. By stating that dharma kaitava projita atra this cheating dharma is fully rejected herein it suggests that elsewhere in Shastra it's allowed. Vedyam vastavam atra vastu this is the actual substance of the Vedas which suggests that the actual substance of the Vedas is not elsewhere. Tapatrayon mulanam it uproots the threefold miseries which suggests that that is not done else that is not elsewhere in Shastra or at least not in not to the same extent as in Bhagavatam. At the beginning of the work the qualities of the work are stated that distinguish it from other works. So if all the Vedas uh, could destroy the uh, or uproot the threefold miseries, then there'd be no point to state at the beginning of Bhagavatam. Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita states about the Vedas, Trigunya Vishaya Veda. The three, the, the Vedas are mostly concerned with topics within the three modes of material nature. So maybe it's not so surprising that the the Narotanda says that these statements in the Puranas are just for cheating others. <clears throat> this, uh, the, the general gist of this song is to uh, uphold the uh, superior, superiority of Vaishnav association over uh, formal, uh, over anything else, including Tirtayatra, visits to uh, holy places. Yeah, I guess not just a visit, but it means a, a devoted visit, a religious visit. I mean, Aurangzeb's armies also visited Mathura, but that, Mathura, but that wasn't a Tirtayatra. He didn't come for the sake... Well, actually, he did come for the sake of acquiring piety. But according to his understanding, piety came from destroying all the temples and killing all the sadhus. Just like 20 years ago in the tense period, following the destruction of the Babri Masjid, um, it was particularly tense in Gujarat, I was there at the time, and it was particularly dangerous for sadhus or people dressed as sadhus. Because uh, according to the understanding of a certain class of people, um, killing Hindus is a pious activity, and especially sadhus. You get more punya for killing sadhus. Mm. Of course, they probably use a different word than punya. Same, same idea. Same idea. God is more pleased like that. So, uh, Tirtha Yatra means going to a holy place 
for a specifically religious function, not for a an aggressive function or business. People go for business just like there's that idea. Go to the Rathiatra, bring some bananas from your from your banana tree and sell them. Then you get Jagannath Darshan Punya and you do a little make a little money also on the side. So, uh, Tirtha Yatra is nowadays uh, Tirtha Yatra has become streamlined, simplified. Nowadays you can uh, you can book your darshan at Tirumalai online and get a bus direct from Chennai to Tirumalai without even stopping in Tirupati, and go take darshan and come back and get on with your work. All in the same all in the same day. But traditionally one should walk there, which would take at least several days unless you live in Tirupati. And you perform various, well, even walking itself is an austerity, but you perform various austerities on the way. You're just like maybe eating once a day or something like this. One should, one should not go with, uh, one, one should restrict one's sensual activities and not try to enjoy sense gratification at the same time as one does Tirtha Yatra. One should chant bhajans on the way, or maybe here in South India going to Vaishnavite Tirthas, they chant Pasurams. Then you have to walk up the hill. Nowadays, most people go by bus or car. Then you, first of all, you have to, well, at Tirumala, you have to bathe in this. Chandra Pushkarini, and you have to do so many different rituals, including shaving the head is a must. Then you only go for darshan. And the benefits of doing so are mentioned in various shastras. So this is an uh, ancient system, Tirtha Yatra. Balaram himself did so, and so many others, and so many, so many. Previously to go on Tirtha Yatra, unless you was, unless you're going to some, well, there'd be a close place. That means just like if you if you're living, say, thirty kilometers or forty kilometers from a holy place, then people would go at some off-season, when there's not much work to do in the farm, something like this. Otherwise, many times Tirtha means you it's understood that you don't come back, that's all. Because only old people could go out for long Tirtha Otherwise, the younger people had responsibilities. And it's very long and involved. It's very long, time-consuming and involved. Just like if you do Rameshram Yatra, first of all, you have to go to Varanasi, Take water from the Ganga there, and then go to Rameshwaram and bathe the Ramalinga there. I believe there's a direct train now from Varanasi to Rameshwaram, so people do that. But if you have to walk, it's, <laughs> it's quite a long journey to walk. It's maybe what two thousand kilometers, at least two, at least two thousand, and of course. There may not be such roads as now. And Badrinath Yatra means definitely don't come back because good chance of falling down the hill <laughs> on the way anyway, either going up or going down. There was no proper road until recently. Even now it's pretty dangerous. If, the, if you just drive a little bit not very carefully, then... You know, next day in the newspaper, there's a bus falls off. 
120 or how many people in, squeezed in are killed because there's no question of surviving. When you fall down, it's a long way down. <laughs> At least last time I went to Badrinath, which was quite a long time ago, there was no railing on most of the roads on the way. And yeah, you can get, there can be rocks falling down and blocking the path, so even if you go up, you can't come down. <laughs> but people had the understanding, if we, anyway, if we, we have to die, so if we die on Tirtha Yatra, that's auspicious. And uh, you may go to a holy place and just stay there and not come, not come back anywhere, especially Varanasi, Kashi. So many uh, Tirthas are highly uh, praised within Shastra that uh, all the benefits you get from visiting them, the uh, <coughs> taking a bath in such and such a place is equivalent to doing 10,000 Ashvamedha Yagyas or something like this. And performing an Ashvamedha Yagya is no easy thing. Uh, there are seven Moksha Puris mentioned in Shastra, which are Mathura, Kashi, Kanchi, Avantika, which means uh, Ujjain, Mayapuri, which means Haridwa, Dwaraka, and Puri, Jagannath Puri. So these are the Sapta Muksha Puris. No, no, my poor is Haridwa. Um, Dwaraka and Puri. Puri, I said. Puri, I said. He said all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them is in South India. That's Kanchi. Then there are the Chardham of the which are known uh, as the four Dhams for some reason or other. That's in the north, Badrinath, in the west, Dwarka, in the east, Puri, and in the south, Rameshwaram. And then in the Himalayas, there are another group of, another Chardham, which means Badrinath, Kedanath, Yamanatri, Gangotri. Then there are 108 Divyadeshams, of which 106 are within Bharata Varsha. Uh, the other two you can't reach in this life. And many, 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 many other tirtas. A tirta means where there's uh, the, the bank of any holy river is a tirta. Uh, the place where any where the Lord performed any pastime is a tirta. There are also his dhams, which are his eternal places of residence, which are manifested in this world. But not even all the tirtas may be mentioned in shastra. Just like yesterday, we were discussing with that uh, sadhu about near. Now it's merged with Salem, that Ayodhya Patinam, which is a place which, according to local tradition, was visited by Lord Rama. So there are many, many, many such places throughout India. And it's nice to visit them, isn't it? You like to visit? Narottam Das, in another song, says, Tirtha Jatra Parishram Kebal Mane Brahm Sharva Shiddhi Gobinda Charan he says that uh, visiting Tirtha Yatras is just, it, it's a big endeavor and it simply uh, confuses the mind. All perfection is found at the lotus feet of Govinda. But the holy places are holy places because they're in connection with Govinda. Of course, there are also holy places connected with uh, Shiva and different demigods. 
Ram, but if we say that all perfection is at the lotus feet of Govinda, then surely the holy places, because they're connected with Govinda, it should be good to visit them. At some holy places we visit, it's very difficult to think of Govinda, because the local priests, this is, a, you won't find much in South India, but in North India, in some places, the local priests, they, they're thinking so much about the money in your pocket that you can't think about Govinda. In South India, there's still a lot more dignity, I would say. Mm. Bhakti Thakur, he speaks about going to holy places. Goramara Jeshabashthane Koralo Brahmana Ronge Sheshabashthana Heribo Ami Pranaya Bhakata Shange. He says that all the holy places visited by Lord Chaitanya, I aspire to go there in the association of loving devotees. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he also visited so many holy places, especially here in South India. Many of them are described in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. But Krishidas Kaviraj says that many are also not described. That Chaitanya Mahaprabhu visited hundreds and thousands of holy places, left and right, all over the place. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did so on the pretext of searching for his brother, Vishwarup, who had taken sannyas prior to him. But his real reason was to purify the holy places and to bring Krishna Prema Bhakti to all those places. Now I may say, well, how can you purify the holy place? They're already pure. Yes, they're already pure, but there is, on many of them, there is a, a layer of impurity there also. If the uh, people who live there do not uh, magnify and exemplify that purity, Srila Prabhupada established his Krishna Balaram Mandir in Rindavan, Sri Rindavan Dham. And he gave uh, many specific directions for the devotees, his disciples, who should reside there. That they should, for instance, that they should be uh, exactly following in the footsteps of the six Goswamis of Vrindavan. To give an, to show an example to the residents of Vrindavan who are already there. Uh, with the idea that his disciples, by their behavior in devotional service, could inspire the president residents of Rindavan to come up to a better level. So if people are living in a holy place, but they're not very holy, then it doesn't inspire the visitors there to be very holy. Years ago I was visiting Chitrakut, which is the famous place where uh, Ramachandra Bhagavan, when his brother Bharat came there and they met, Ramachandra Bhagavan was living there for some time. So some tree or something, there was some panda there was trying to say that you, you have to give some money and then you, whatever wish, you can get all the money and everything you want. He was saying to me. And I told him, look, I'm a sannyasi, I've already given up all those <laughs> desires. 
if you want to have so much money, then you yourself do it. And if, if it works, then why are you asking me to give you some money? You do it yourself and get all the money you want. So the association of uh, such people will not inspire others in pure devotional service. Another point is that sinful people go to holy places with the idea that they'll get free from their sinful reactions by doing so. So the holy places get filled up with sinful reaction. So therefore we hear that the Ganga comes once a year to the Narmada to get purified. She bathes in Narmada to get free from the sinful reactions dumped in her. So that's one statement of Shastra. So it's certainly very uh, relishable to go to holy places if we can have the association Pranaya Bhakata Shanga, if we can have the association of genuine devotees and discuss with them about the pastimes the Supreme Lord performed there. But if we, according to this verse, which we're reading, which we just read, and according to the song of Narottam Das, which, we, which I just sung, wherever we get the association of a pure devotee, that is a holy place. Because uh, pure devotees themselves are tirtas. Tirta means a ford, and I'll explain what that is if you don't know what it means. I, did I explain that to you before? It means a ford, not a ford car. It means a ford. It means in a river, there may be a river which is very difficult to cross, but at some place it's shallow and the uh, current is not very strong, so you can easily cross over it by walking. That's called in English a ford. In Sanskrit it's called a tirta. So that, uh, that's the original meaning, you can say. And that's come to mean that uh, a tirta is a place where you can easily cross over the otherwise very difficult to cross a material nature and go to the other side, to the spiritual world. But if, you don't, if we don't get the association of pure devotees in, in such places then we may remain in the same material consciousness that we went there with. Pure devotees naturally like to reside in places of the Lord's pastimes. So when we go to holy places, we should seek out the pure devotees and their association. Um, if we don't, then the description is given by Krishna, Yatirta buddhi salile nakarhijij that a person who goes to a holy place and just takes a bath and thinks, did it. Now that's it. Now I took a bath, now I can just come back. Such a person is no more uh, intelligent in understanding the essence of things than is a cow or an ass. Because actually we, the, the, the actual benefit we can get is from associating with great devotees. So... Uh, if we can get the association of devotee anywhere else, that's as good as or better than going to a holy place. Tirta kurvanti tirtani. The devotees, they make the tirtas into tirtas. If there aren't pure devotees, then the tirta is not really a tirta. It's quite a uh, outspoken statement of Yudhishthir speaking to Vidura. Vidura had gone out on Tirta Yatra to visit the Tirtas. When he came back, Yudhishthir said to him, actually you are a Tirta. Which might 
seem that then, well, he doesn't really need to visit any Tirthas because he is himself a Tirtha. That's why we find that the places of uh, bhajan or, or, or the place of passing away of a great devotee, that is also becomes a Tirtha in the sense that people, then people visit that. Just like close to here is Sri Parambadur, which is the not only the birthplace of Sri Ramanujacharya, but he also lived there and performed devotional service there. And there are many examples. The uh, that Mantralayam is the place where Sri Raghavendra Swami lived and passed away. And he's well, he didn't pass away. That's the whole point. He's still there. Uh, he never died, so to speak. He's still there alive in his samadhi. So, um, that's a tirtha. It's other, of course, on the bank of the uh, Tungabhadra River, but it's especially a holy place because of him. And although there are many uh, Vishnu temples and tirthas, uh, specifically those which were sung about by the Alavas, they are called divyadeshams. So because of the connection with the Alvas, they're called divyadesham. So, uh, it, this statement of Narottam Das that, uh, what is that, Likiachin Purani, Esha Bhaktir Prabhanchan, the glories of the holy places are stated in the Puranas, but it's all for cheating people away from bhakti. You might think, well, there's some kind of Gorya imagination of, of fanaticism. But it's upheld by Srimad Bhagavatam that, uh, yeah, this very verse, that such uh, devotees, they, which devotees can make tirtas into tirtas? Tirtakurvanti Tirtani Svantasthenagadabrita, who holds within his heart Krishna. We find also Narotandas elsewhere says about the Vaishnavas that uh, similar song he says that Tomara Hridaya Shada Govinda Bhishram, that Govinda is always present, residing in your heart. What is that? Darshanai pavitra karod eitomargun. Gangara parasha hoile paschate pavan. Darshanai pavitra karod eitomargun. The Ganga, by bathing in the Ganga, gradually, slowly one may be purified, but simply by seeing the Vaishnava, one is immediately purified. So, uh, there are various points to be understood from all of this discussion. The glories of the Vaishnavas, pure devotees. The great example in the modern age is His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada who made the most... Uh, what's the word? Is there any, any word suitable for these pla- most degraded places? Like uh, most unfit places for holy people such as New York, London, Sydney, Paris, 
etc., into holy places by the touch of his lotus feet. He did more than just go there. He preached Krishna consciousness there. He he performed kirtan, and he induced others to take to Krishna consciousness. So, uh, that's the main point. It's also important to understand uh, that the statements of the Vaishnava Acharyas, they're all in consonance with Shastra. Even if they make such uh, apparently controversial statements that the, the Shastras are all cheating. <laughs> but that's upheld by Srimad Bhagavatam. Of course then the question will come, why do the Shastras cheat? Because people want that. If you tell them, go to see this devotee, he will teach you how you can go beyond all material desires and fully surrender to Krishna. And people ask, where is that sadhu? So when they tell him where that sadhu is, they'll turn around and go in the opposite direction. But if you tell them that if you go to this holy place, you can get free from all your sinful reactions, they think, that's good. And you get some punya, so that like, that's like a buffer against the future sinful reactions that you'll perform. So such statements are true, but they address the cheating, perverse mentality of conditioned souls with the idea that if they go to holy places, they're more likely to get the association of devotees who can tell them that they're all nonsense and they should surrender to Krishna. So many points could be discussed in great detail, but I'll uh, finish there, unless there are any questions about this. Can we put it in there to speak in the mic? (laughs) Oh, that's an important point. Why is the devotee considered a tirta? Well, he can carry you across the tirta, but also because Govinda is in his heart, he manifests Govinda. Who Actually, the tirtas become holy because of their connection with Govinda, but the, uh, the pure devotee is manifesting Govinda, so... Hmm. Then what's this? So tell me his question. His question is that uh, uh, pure devotees themselves are tirthas, then why do in our temple we go for tirthayatras? Why do we go on tirthayatras if the devotees themselves are tirthas? Well, we don't really need to. But we visit the holy place connected with the past times of the Lord in the company of devotees. Those, uh, we like to visit, it's not that we don't like to visit the holy places, we do like to visit the holy places which are the abodes of the Lord like Tirumalai or um, which are connected with the past times of the Lord. Actually, last time I went to Tiramalai, I thought I won't go there again because the way they treat you and push you, it's, it's horrible. I thought better I can take Darshan of Radha Govinda in Tirupati at our Iskon temple. There. So, yeah, we like to visit the holy places and uh, we can get the uh, association of devotees on a con- in a continuous, continuous way. Uh, usually... In the temples, if you 
we ourselves don't have time just to be absorbed fully in Krishna consciousness because we have so many other duties and the devotees they also have very they have to go out do this do that and uh, for those who are attracted on the platform of mundane piety they'll also be more inspired to go in recent years i've been organizing shravan kirtan camps but uh, I, i was wanting to do it at non at, at not specifically at holy places so that we can just sit and have shravan and kirtan otherwise people are always devotees are always running off we have to see this place and that place and some other place whereas better we just sit and have shravan and kirtan because much less devotees will come if we don't have it in a holy place but those who come they'll be serious about hearing and chanting mm. Or just speak from there. Then you, that, then you have to. Then have, yeah, okay, go on. Prabhu, you say the uh, the the association of us with the Vaishnava devotees makes us pure. But what do you comment of us having uh, uh, association with Maya bodies such as uh, Sankara, uh, Sankara's associates and Buddhists? What do I say about association with Mayavadis and Buddhists? Well, what does Chaitanya Mahaprabhu say? He says that uh, what is that? Bodhoitanastik. Vedana Maniya Bodhoitanastik. Because the the Buddhists do not uh, accept the Vedas; they're called Nastic, or that's usually translated as atheists. But then he said, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Beda Shrainastik Kabad Bodake Adhik. But those who teach a philosophy like Buddhism in the name of the Vedas, namely the Mayavadis, they're worse than the Buddhists. So don't associate with Buddhists and Mayavadis. That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's injunction. Hare Krishna. Anything else? No. Yeah, okay, I understood the question. It's about the Alvas and the... What's the other ones called? Nayanmas. So Nayanmas are... They're the Shiva Bhaktas who are very famous in Tamil Nadu. So, yeah, they're similar to the Alvas but they worship Shiva. Well, there's a problem there. Because all the Shastras state that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and that Shiva is his great devotee. So if we consider Shiva to be a Supreme, well that won't be very pleasing either to Vishnu or Shiva. So they made a mistake. Of course, maybe we're giving off a Tamil people to accept us because it's considered this, this is our Tamil culture. Somehow it's promoted that Tamil culture is... Shaivism, although just as strong was Vaishnavism. Now some people are saying Tamil culture is Christianism. Yeah, some Christians say that Tamil language was invented by St. Thomas. (laughs) 
Therefore, Vedanta Sutra begins, Atato Brahma Jignasa. Now we should inquire into the nature of reality. We should understand the fact and not simply be sectarian. So the fact, according to Shastra, is that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Not Shiva. We don't disrespect Shiva, we have the highest regard for him. But he is not supreme. He is called Parameshwara. That is true within the material sphere. Just like uh, you could say in Tamil Nadu, Amma is supreme. But in all of India, who's supreme? I guess one of the three Murti is uh, Manmohan, Sonia, and Pranab. Anyway, we don't want to get too political here. But I'm just giving an example that within a limited sphere, the chief minister of, or ministress or whatever they're called, of Tamil Nadu is supreme. So if you say, here, Jailalita is supreme. That's true. But her supremacy is subordinate to the central supreme. So when Shiva is called Supreme, Parameshwara. That's true, but within a limited scope, within the material world. So, thank you all for coming.